This is Suno India Production. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android and iPhone app. Download it now. ये कोदे फेंकरा तो सब हेरा गए हैं अब जो बचपन से हमारी शुरुआत हुई है जब से तो पहले हमारे बुजुर्ग लोग हते जो जेठ पुराने बे कोदे ही लठारा खाबी करी हमारे देखते ही खाए हैं पहले तो कोई ये भी होता था कि जो है किसी ने अगर पंगत दे दी लुपूरी सब्जी की तो बहुत बड़ा आदमी मानो जात तू स्थिति बदल गई अब हल्के रेकवार इज अ 56 ईयर ओल्ड फार्मर फ्रॉम अ बुंदेलखंड विलेज इन मध्य प्रदेश He tells me that he has grown up eating millets but they have now gone out of sight having wheat made chapati back then was a thing of the rich households today rice and wheat have become a staple in all indian households rich or poor but what led to this change hi i'm sneha richardia reporting for this episode of the climate emergency series today we are going to talk about millets but why millets why now apart from new income tax slabs and green transition if there's anything that caught attention in the finance minister's budget speech this year it was this we grow several types of shri anna such as shri anna jowar shri anna ragi shri anna bajra shri anna kutu Ramdana, Kangni, Kutni, Kutki, Khodo, China and Sama. These have a number of health benefits and have been an integral part of our food for centuries. I acknowledge with pride the huge service done by small farmers in contributing to the health of fellow citizens by growing these Sri Anna. millets the ancient grain family of jowar bajra and ragi are to come back into india's foodscape we all have eaten that bajra roti in our childhood didn't we but then where did it disappear millets are not new to india's culture and kitchens they are full of nutrients and easy to produce but in a country obsessed with rice wheat and pulses they are not widely produced or consumed will that change now What is up with farmers who are already growing millets? Do they have enough incentives? Can millets make India more food secure? Can they help fight malnutrition and climate change at once? Let us find out. Pawan is a farmer in Ravadas village in Shahpura Tehsil in Rajasthan's Jaipur district. He sustains a family of 6 people by growing jowar and other crops on 4 acres of his land. Growing millets is very different from growing rice and wheat like crops. He explains to me how. Bajra hai wo mote naaz ke andar aata hai, majra hai, makka hai aur inko ugane mein ye barsaat pe depend karta hai bajra ki kheti. Aur ye gehoon ki kheti hai, ravi ki fasal hai gehoon. चना सरसों इसमें क्या है कि ये पानी पे इनकी सिंचाई से होता है ट्यूबवेल से या इनसे तो इनके द्वारा ये गेहूं की पैदावार होती है या फर्क है 
पवन टेल्स मी दैट द हरित क्रांति और एज वी कॉल इट द ग्रीन रेवोल्यूशन टूक अवे दीज क्रॉप फ्रॉम आवर किचन पहले जैसे उन्नीस और नब्बे के बीच में गेहूं का इतना उत्पादन भी नहीं था और गेहूं खाते भी नहीं थे लोग Even though millets are easy to grow and require less resources and time, rice and wheat still remain the preferred choices for farmers. Pavan tells me why. इसमें क्या है कि बाजार में जो बाजरा है उसका उत्पादन भी एक तो कम होता है इस समय और दूसरी बात यह है कि जो बाजरा है ना उसके बाजार मूल्य भी बहुत कम है समर्थन मूल्य अभी तो गवर्नमेंट ने दो तीन साल में तो समर्थन मूल्य फिक्स कर लिया लेकिन उसको बेचने में जैसे गवर्नमेंट समर्थन मूल्य कुछ मान लो आज के टाइम में जैसे दो हजार कर रखा है समर्थन मूल्य तो इतना समर्थन मूल्य मतलब व्यापारी वर्ग है ना वो उससे भी सस्ता खरीद लेते हैं और उसके लिए मंडी जाना पड़ता है बाजरा बेचने फिर उसमें क्वालिटी और वो चीजें जाती है तो इस वजह से भी लोग बाजरा तो कम महत्व तो देते हैं उसमें क्या है कि किसान के पास जैसे उत्पादन होता है कोई भी मान लो जैसे जो है गेहूं है और बाजरा है तो उसको स्टोर करने के लिए ऐसी कोई गवर्नमेंट द्वारा सुविधा नहीं दी जा रही है किसान को कि उसको छह महीने बारह महीने साल भर रोक सके अपने माल को और फिर बाजार में मंडी के भाव से उसको अगर मंडी के भाव तेज होता है तो उस समय बेच सके किसान क्या करता है कि जैसे जैसे फसल तैयार हुई कटाई की और कटाई करने के बाद में उसको मंडी पहुंचा देता है और मंडी जाएगा तो उसको उचित भाव नहीं मिलेगा अब उसके पास इतना जगह नहीं है स्टॉक करने के लिए गोलडाउन नहीं है कि उसको रोक सके और रोक इस वजह से क्या है कि किसान को उचित मूल्य नहीं मिल पाता है Pavan tells me that in order to actually bring millets on the plates of lakhs of Indian households the government needs to take this up seriously Kisan ko kya hai ki kisan ko sabse pehle to ye chahiye ki achhi quality ka beej mile Dusra baat ye hai ki kisan ke paas achhi urvarak khad beej kitnashak aajkal kya hai ki har cheez ke andar kitnashak ki zaruri ho jata hai jaise bajra hai तो बाजरे के अंदर क्या है कि आजकल ये फड़का बोलते हैं उसको कीटाणु ये फड़का फड़का पैदा हो जाता है जैसे बाजरे के बुआई की और बाजरे की एक एक महीने बाद तो फड़का पैदा हो जाता है तो उसका जो कीटनाशक है गवर्नमेंट ने कुछ हद जैसे मान लो गवर्नमेंट ने 10-20 परसेंट का डिस्काउंट देके वो दवाइया उपलब्ध करवाती तो है लेकिन वो हर आदमी के पास पहुंचती नहीं है जैसे जिसकी जिसका चलन है अधिकारी वर्ग से तो उसके पास से वो अपने हिसाब से कांटेक्ट करके ले लेता है अ पेपर पब्लिश्ड इन द एथनिक फूड्स जर्नल अंडर द स्प्रिंगर नेचर अम्ब्रेला क्लेम्स दैट बिफोर द ग्रीन रेवोल्यूशन प्रोडक्शन ऑफ राइस एंड मिलेट्स वर हायर देन द प्रोडक्शन ऑफ व्हीट बार्ले और मेज और ऑल ऑफ देम कंबाइंड बट सिंस देन द प्रोडक्शन ऑफ मिलेट्स हैज गॉन डाउन and the crops that were once consumed in every household became a fodder crop just a few decades after the green revolution the humble low income staple family of millets like jowar bajra and ragi which we all post 90s people have known forever but haven't really consumed that much seems to have caught everybody's attention now 
the united nations declared 2023 as the international year of the millets following a proposal by india bharat vishva mein millets ka sabse bada utpadak desh hai isliye is pehal ko safal banane ki badi zimmedari bhi hum bharatwasiyon ke kandhe par hi hai the un says that as the global agri food system faces challenges to feed an ever growing global population resilient cereals like millets provide an affordable and nutritious option and efforts need to be scaled up to promote their cultivation we also have with us ms salomi yesudas who is closely working with tribal communities to strengthen their health and nutrition levels she has also worked extensively on millets and other indigenous crops to begin with uh, ma'am uh, first of all uh, for the kids of the 21st century like me who have rarely eaten these forgotten crops and you know we rarely know what are these so can you just tell us briefly what are actually millets uh, <laughs> first of all i am very happy that tanksters are getting interested into millets uh, even though you have never seen you have never tasted but uh, it is a good uh, indication that you are interested in millets millets are ancient grains and they survived thousands of years and also millets are nutritious delicious and there are variety of millets are available depending upon the area and the state like that and they are versatile grains but ma'am these uh, crops as we know these are ancient crops and they have always been there why suddenly uh, millets are being called superfoods and you know what really makes them a quote unquote weapon to fight uh, hunger as it's being called now yeah that's good actually uh, you are right millets uh, uh, have been suddenly uh, they came into the picture but uh, if you see it is not uh, suddenly because of our own uh, um, uh, what can i say uh, a drive for uh, high yielding varieties and uh, 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 lobbying for rice and wheat for uh, known reasons like uh, food security that time it was food security so people just overlooked the nutrition security and they started uh, uh, re- doing a research lot of research high yielding varieties short duration varieties in wheat and rice and that is how the rice and wheat took took over the millets because usually millets uh, uh, that is one reason second reason is now there is a big fights on water so rice growing uh, farmers are facing so much of uh, uh, crisis water crisis and also uh, these high yielding varieties with their with them along with the seeds with these hybrids brought fertilizers and chemical pesticides now the soil is completely saturated and almost dead that's another reason why we are talking about the millets which doesn't uh, require any water pesticide or fertilizer and also climate change and because the climate is you know like climate change is one of the biggest issues that everybody is talking and everybody is threatened with so millets being dryland and rain fed crops and also the millet is not a monocrop along with the millet so many crops come along that is why millet has been rediscovered or reinvented and it has come into our uh media to our government policies where not wherever you are yeah, their militaries like that it has become now but talking is not enough 
ma'am you explained that uh, you know uh, people are preferring millets or even the farmers in general preferred millets because uh, there was less water required and growing them was much easier than as compared to other crops but what uh, and we have seen this switch uh, happening when we saw the green revolution and the decades after thereafter uh, but ma'am what uh, really made uh, uh, you know the indian households lose preference uh, for millets over the past few decades uh because uh, uh, one of the main reasons is uh, public distribution system through which rice was supplied uh, as you know to the uh, it was a universal program in india and uh, rice is such a selective cereal that it it looks white because it is polished and all the vitamins and minerals are removed and it looks white and just you add a pinch of salt and water and it is cooked on its own and because uh, and also there are uh, these these two aspects cooking easy ease of cooking and ease of getting so these two uh, uh, replaced the millets from their plates actually even the tribal communities rural areas where uh, bajra ragi jowar and uh, kodo all these millets are staple foods and uh, roti eating people uh became uh, rice eating people because it is straight away coming into their plates and to their house at a cheaper price and that has uh, become a very very important that played the rice through public distribution system played an important role in uh, displacing rice millets from our fields and from our plates and uh, because the rice can also go uh, is uh, easy to cook and uh, less uh, preparedness pre cooking preparedness is less time for rice requirement so it has replaced millets whereas millets are more delicious everything is completely easy also cooking also is easy only thing that is that made millets little harder is the processing part or the cleaning part of the post harvest that is after harvesting uh the dehusking of the millet or dehulling of the grain is an important activity to cook so there millets were uh, put down because a uh, few years back uh, maybe one or two decades back there is no proper processing uh, uh, machinery for millets so that is one of the main bottlenecks or uh, i can say huge hindrances for uh, women and to go for rice rather than for millets because uh, millet cleaning millet pound hand pounding millet uh, dehulling everything was on women's shoulder and it is a laborious uh, task so nobody thought of uh, how to protect uh, these millets and how to design a suitable machinery for millet dehulling and millet processing to make uh, Uh, the millet grain into ready to cook rice so that is the main bottleneck where uh, the our uh, women got stuck because there is no processing machines available and imagine if the rice mills are not available and uh, one has to hand pound the rice paddy into rice same case the millet was also stuck with the processing uh, point 
Uh, and ma'am, you also talked about PDS, uh, which is what one of the reasons uh, why people started consuming more of rice and wheat. Um, so, uh, center has actually accepted recommendations from the committee, and you know they said that the millets be included in the PDS in order to you know improve the nutritional support. Uh, but ma'am, what uh, as we also know that in the year 2018 also the you know the government um, declared or called it the year of millets, and then here uh, we see. UN declaring the uh, this year as an international year of millets. So, what is the reason that you know the push to distribute millets under the PDS has still now not gained momentum in India, especially? I feel there are th uh, four key issues why PDS uh, millet was uh, not hundred percent successful in PDS uh, through PDS. One of the main reasons is rice and wheat uh, uh, farmers have a greater lobby. And uh, it was uh, it is linked to fertilizers, pesticides, rice millers associations, farmers themselves, and water user associations. So much, uh, it's a very big, uh, good, uh, I mean, coherent network uh, and lobbying uh, for the rice and wheat. That's why they get uh, MSP, they get uh, PDA, they get their uh, rice into PDS and wheat into PDS. Those things, okay. And the second thing is rice and wheat are also having a longer shelf life even after the uh, polishing, uh, I mean dehulling or dehusking and polishing. Whereas the millets doesn't have uh, that much, because these, all these are small and marginal farmers who grow millets and from remote areas, dry land, uphill and also zoom cultivators, all those, they doesn't have any lobby to negotiate with the government. So that's one case. The second important thing is wheat and uh, millet, uh, rice have longer shelf life even after they are uh, dehusked and dehusked. Whereas uh, these millets after dehusked de or after processing, their shelf life is uh, just uh, uh, maximum is three weeks. So uh, as a grain, they can be stored for three to five years without dehusking. But as a uh, ready-to-cook grain, uh, they, uh, their shelf life is restricted to uh, maximum three weeks in my experience. So that is also one of the major reasons why a huge amount of uh, uh, millet is unable to procure and to store in a, in a ready-to-cook farm. I think that is also one of the one of the reasons, and it is a, a great opportunity for the scientists who are working on post-harvest technology to enhance the shelf life of the processed millets, and how we can see. And even I think in this international year of millet, we will look into such a, this important aspect. Another third one is millets being small in size, very small in size, except Basra, sorry, um, sorghum that is Zowar and Basra. All our other millets are very small grains. So while harvesting, somehow or other, whatever care you may take, but dust and sand, stone mixing is very much possible. And removing, destoning, and also cleaning and removing the sand is in a heck. I mean, how do you say, hectic task. So that is also one of the reasons uh, that uh, consumers uh, and uh, through PDS, uh, I think it is not uh, taken up. So this requires a very uh, tremendous amount of uh, labor and also uh, refined uh, machinery 
to clean uh, the these millets uh, millet grain first and then make it into ready to cook form and all so that is another important area where research has to take take place where the farm machinery or with the post harvest technology people are something this these two has to be taken as a uh, very important research uh, needs uh, for the for popularizing millet and uh, another one is millet production is also not up to the expectation for assured supply in pds because the pds when government uh, promises it has to think not in terms of uh, one block one area one icds or something like that no it has to it it, ha it is answerable to the entire india right from kashmir to kanyakumari rajasthan to arunachal pradesh uh, so it's a it's a hectic task that is why they have to uh, look for uh increasing the production optimum production and also uh, another important aspect is decentralizing wherever millet is produced they there itself they can decentralize the pds system procurement and also distribution all those things but they are um, above uh, my purview to talk because uh, there are so many issues associated with those things but what i am telling is when we we had uh, so many um, negotiations and uh, talks and meetings with uh, even with the right uh, ministers level also we had meetings mp level mla levels and also the state level so but uh, i perceived uh, these uh, three four areas which are very very important but there are some examples good examples where varisa is successful in uh, in uh, taking the initiative of millet mission and doing some good work so some examples are, are uh, just initiated we have to wait and see their experiences to replicate on a larger level uh yes and ma'am you have also been working very closely with the tribal community so uh, what uh, has you know made the tribal community actually stick to the millets they still grow it still consume it and this is happening even when the whole agricultural landscape in india has adopted to wheat and rice one of the main reasons uh, the mountain uh, people are indigenous communities or the tribal communities in adivasi communities whichever name you call they for them millet uh, growing is not just agriculture it is their culture and it is their life also as i said they live in uh, um the hill tops valleys ups and downs and uh, usually dry lands and uh, rain fed areas so millet is, this uh, millet uh, mixed cropping system is only cropping system they adapt and uh, you know zoom cultivation and also podo cultivation so they are very much indeed uh, stuck to their uh, traditional agriculture patterns and uh, traditional agricultural systems uh, and the cropping patterns that is why they did not leave in spite of pds and other varieties of rice or anything uh, invaded them but still they stuck to their uh, traditional agriculture because uh, it is Uh, what they they can survive on and also millets are associated with their mandatory rituals for every crop every seed every um, every step of their uh, cultivation they will have a ritual and uh, they need certain uh, certain uh, variety of millets for healing and also for uh, marriages for their special occasions there is so much associated uh, cultural uh, practices ritual practices with the millets 
and also millets are uh, like uh, uh, they they depend on millets very much because if millet is not processed it will stay and it's uh, like 3 uh, to 5 years even after 3 years if they uh, the germination power of millets are very high uh even after 3 to 4 years also some uh, some kind of millets that is foxtail millet likoda millet and also this um, finger millet uh, they preserve for 3 to 4 years also as a seed and they are very sure that it will germinate and uh, i have seen uh, with my own eyes uh, when women and uh, tribal communities shared and shown me how they how they save the seed and uh, how confident that they are about their own seed and their millet definitely comes up and all and also millets are always as i'm repeatedly telling the millet is in never in a um, monocrop at least 6 to 12 crops uh, come along with the millets it is amazing to see the millet uh, uh, field in a uh, zoom land podo land or even in plains uh, in dryland farms at least two to three varieties of millets they sow and within that millet also for example zowar within the zowar they will sow at least three varieties of zowar and then uh, then it will go with the pigeon pea next to it stands the pigeon pea and they will have oil seeds like uh, depending on the uh, the oil seeds also the sesame or nizer uh, or uh, uh, linseed so uh, or sometimes it is um, any any oil seeds mustard uh, so anything that goes into so this is how they will get their their energy giving foods and their body building foods from pulses and their protective foods from the uncultivated greens that come up and the vegetables and if you see the landscape millets grow straight tall next to them they will have the pulses which which have a beautiful foliage and and as a cover crops they will go for cowpea and field bean field bean goes around the millet crop and cowpea spreads on the surface of the soil so it is a mulching effect and it is nitrogen fixing from the pulses and millet also grows all these they spread along and not only they add and extract the soil nutrition they balance it and also pest also they will have castor they will have um, marigold they will have chillies so castor attracts because of their huge leaves big leaves they attract the pest so pest and disease also spread and not focused on pigeon pea or on the millet itself and it is a beautiful ecological landscape which is beyond any tunneled view of agronomy water management hydrologist or geologist soil nutrition like that farmer is a holistic scientist who designs his uh millet farm for thousands of years that's why it survived even up to this age uh with this uh, we have come to the end of the conversation thank you very much for speaking to us miss alomi yesudas it was wonderful wonderful talking to you the government wants to make india a global hub for millets but how do we reach there India according to the latest official data for 2021 and 22 has almost 26 crore children enrolled in close to 14 lakh schools from the pre primary to higher secondary levels 
this is potentially a huge market for millets given the dire need to elevate micronutrient malnutrition millets could be made a staple part of the children's diets every school child and anganwadi beneficiary can be served one daily hot meal based on locally sourced bajra jowar ragi kodo or kutki it will help combat hidden hunger besides giving a boost to crop diversification by creating demand for millions of small millet dairy and poultry farmers the center has two existing schemes pradhan mantri poshan shakti nirman and saksham anganwadi and poshan 2.0 with a combined budget of 30496 crores in 2022 and 23 these can be better leveraged by making them more millet focused the targeted eradication of hidden hunger among school age children and a combination of central funding with decentralized procurement can achieve for millets what the food corporation of india has achieved with rice and wheat stay tuned with suno india for more such interesting stories on millets thank you for listening to this episode you can now listen to all our episodes on our android and iphone app Download it now.